So this is the third week in a row that we've read from this chapter six of Luke's gospel, which is commonly known as the Sermon on the Plain, the counterpart to Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. And given that we're just a few days away from the start of the season of Lent, we uh, can make good use of the themes from the scripture readings today. They're meant to help us discern some of the practices we might engage in during this Lenten season. As we approach prayer and fasting and almsgiving, we might be asking ourselves, what should I do? Should I do them all or one of them? Do I do what I did last year? Maybe try something different this year? A lot of questions can swirl around our minds before Lent as we try to figure out what to do. One of our thoughts might even be, "Mm, I don't really want to deal with the challenges of Lent this year. There's enough difficult stuff going on in my life and in the world today. But one simple thing we might want to focus on over the next 40 days, or focus on, for those of you that are readying yourselves, for the sacrament of confirmation is how we speak to each other and how it matches our actions. What we say, how we say it, and how we live it out. In our first reading from the wise Hebrew sage Sirach, common images are used. Husks and trees and potter's furnaces to explain how everyday speech reveals what's in our hearts, who we really are. Sirach says, praise no one before they speak, for it is then that people are tested. That reminds me of a joke about four monks who took a vow of silence. The four of them were walking down the road when one stumbled and hit his toe on a rock and said, ow. The second turned to him and said, you idiot, you broke your vow of silence. The third said to the second, you're a bigger idiot than he is. You broke your vow of silence in telling him that he broke his. The fourth monk just smiled and said, I'm the only one who didn't. (laughs) I, I think the punchline is clear. We often point out what others do and say rather than point to ourselves. And pride is one of the most laughable things in the world because it is so very foolish. And the stupidest form of pride is being proud of our own humility. The practical application of this principle is to listen to our own speech, how we interact with others, or as Sirach advises, so that we can throw away the hus and maintain the grain, which can make life-giving bread, bringing hope and mercy to others. It's unfortunate that today we don't always value the integrity of speech as we should. In the multimedia and often polarizing commentary that currently exists, We can't always take people at their word, not even those who we put in a position of authority. 
And while we can't do much to change the impact of social media, we can work to change ourselves and how we react and interact in all the noise that's out there in our world today. How we speak and interact with one another might be a very fruitful focus for this Lenten season. What people not only say and what they do reveals what's in our hearts. And here, we can take inspiration from the last line of Luke's Gospel today. From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our speech not only reveals what's inside of us, what's in our soul, it also conditions the soul. The more you say something, the more you believe it. The more you praise something, the more you love it. The more you rail against something, the more you condition yourself to hate it. Words matter. And I remember my mom would always tell me, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Our readings for this Sunday can also help us appreciate the continued schooling of the disciples, which is also meant for each and every one of us. Last week, Luke told us that we should be merciful just like our Father in heaven is merciful. Stop judging and we won't be judged. Stop condemning and we won't be condemned. Forgive and we'll be forgiven. Give and gifts will be given to us. But it seems that some of the disciples, and maybe some of us, have not learned all that the Master has to teach. Today, we're challenged with being too quick to find fault with others, while at the same time remaining blind to our own shortcomings. They were setting themselves up to be blind judges, leading other blind people, rather than being faithful disciples of Jesus, who always is quick to forgive rather than to judge. So again, we're encouraged to become uh, a little more critically self-reflective, not to focus on the faults of others, but to look at our own imperfections. That would be another fundamental practice to engage in over these next 40 days. When Jesus says to remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. His point is, of course, that it's much easier to see others' faults than our own. I believe Jesus is deliberately poking fun at the sin of pride. Here he's using an outrageous image of a log in someone's eye. But the analogy works because, since it's, the log is so much bigger than the splinter. And at times our own faults can be bigger than those we criticize of others. It reminds me of one more story, and that is about Mahatma Gandhi the guru and world-renowned philosopher of nonviolence. A woman brought her granddaughter to Gandhi and commanded, my granddaughter eats too much sugar, tell her to stop. Gandhi said, bring her back next week. 
The grandmother and the granddaughter returned the following week, but Gandhi again put them off, saying the same thing, bring her back next week. This happened three times. Finally, Gandhi said to the granddaughter, you should not eat so much sugar, it's not good for you. The grandmother was perplexed. We waited four weeks for this simple remark. Ah, Gandhi sighed. It took me that long to stop eating too much sugar myself. And I think the story illustrates part of the gospel message. As the saying goes, people who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Sometimes the only way to help our neighbor is to recognize our own struggles. Or as we will soon pray together, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So as this Lenten season approaches, or as those of you who are approaching to receive the sacrament of confirmation, Let's answer that call to be introspective, to be kind in our speech and forgiving of one another.